from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You know, we're, we're back. Seth Kaiser from Arrowhead Pride joining us one more time. How are you, buddy? I'm doing very, very well. I figured out you guys were recording me about 20 seconds into my Twitter is going to shut me down statement. And so, you know, I feel like I'm catching on a bit sooner. <laughs> yeah, you're doing well. Mm. Bravo. <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's important because it, you bring up a really good point is, you know, making those gifts. Those are, you know, a, a trippy little situation, but it, it's important to show people what you're seeing so that they can see for themselves as well. It's an right. important tool. It really is. And what I try to do is I'll talk about a concept and then have a GIF to demonstrate that concept. Now, sometimes people get confused and like, well, one play, you, you can't tell me one play proves anything. It's like, no, no, no. I'm saying I saw that all game and I'm demonstrating it with this one snap. But I mean, I've had people where I seriously, I've considered at times gifting every single snap just to prove a point. And, but I, even I'm not that petty. So. <laughs> but you could be. Yeah. It's okay. I, could, I, I want to be. My wife doesn't let me be that petty. Well, you got you, you you things you got to do. Right. So, right. So besides gifting every single snap of Parker Iyengar this week, what else have you been doing? <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, they, people were talking about some quarterback, but I was just like, whatever. So I haven't even watched the game. I was just – did the Chiefs win? I – I was just hanging out. You know, out. I'm pretty sure as soon as my teeth thaw out, I'll be able to tell you for sure. Wait, so you give Tyler Bray? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Poor Tyler. You know, that was rough. That that really uh, was rough because that wasn't all his fault. Sherman didn't do a good job there. That was just I, that was just set up for failure. I was so mad when they took out Mahomes. I mean, I was irrational. <laughs> angry that they were giving me less film to watch and but then it kind of set it up pretty cool because then he got to put him back in to see a two minute for the wind drill and so that's like i mean man is that valuable well see and that's where i was coming from too and i've seen a lot of people on twitter complain that why put him back in you know even though they were they were catching up and then what tie game and all i think to me that's probably the most valuable thing that happened on the other day that absolutely get this quarterback they, yeah. You have to figure the offense is going to take a, a small step back in terms of its consistency next season with him under the helm, just because you're going to have more turnovers. Um, oh, shut oh. it. <laughs> the gunslinger type, he's going to ha- have more turnovers. They're going to be in a situation, I think, probably more often where they both need to and are capable of coming back. And so I think that two-minute drill against the Broncos in particular with Von Miller still out there and Aqib yep. Tlaib still out there, I thought yep. that was critical to his development for next season. The Broncos yeah, but- definitely wanted to win that game because they did throw a lot of their guys back in for that last drive, and they were, much like they were all game, they were sending heat after Mahomes. They really thought they were going to get... They, 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 they clearly had a different game plan than they've had in the past with Smith because they were blitzing constantly. And they don't really do that with Smith. And most teams don't because Smith's a 13-year veteran and it's a terrible idea. But they clearly thought that that was going to be the game plan to work against the rookie. And it didn't work. 
Well, but here's here's the disconnect between what you're saying, what you just said about consistency next year, and what you've already said about Mahomes next year, Ryan. You just said that they're going to be less cons- consistent, which I agree with. But you, do you think that Mahomes is going to throw for thirty TDs next year? I'm down with that. I think that's perfectly uh, an option. I, I would not be surprised. I'd be stunned but if he threw. I'd, I'd be stunned if he threw under thirty-two. But there might be eighteen picks too. Is my point. I'd be stunned if there were eighteen picks. I probably would too. But I was waiting for you to say one more thing. That can they can catch his <laughs> ball. Yeah. But, well, but in I, all honesty, for a guy who's had this one start under his belt, you got to figure a two to one touchdown to interception ratio is a good thing. So if he throws thirty and fifteen, I'm not going to complain about it too much. Although folks don't write that down. Yeah, no, <laughs> they will be complaining about it next year, and I'll hear well, about it. The reality is a two to one ratio isn't that bad. It's just with regards to TD interception ratio, we've been very very spoiled in Kansas City. Um, Alex is obviously someone who's very good at that. Now, to be fair, you know, last season what was he like fifteen and seven, or something like that, or fifteen and six? Yeah, and it's much so, closer to two. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's what five to one this year. Yeah, well, he's well, he's had a fantastic season cumulatively. Um, the the snap by snap consistency and game by game consistency have still been concerning for me, at least. But overall, it's just I just love the fact that it's it's so clearly Alex's best season of his career. And I still, like I've said to you guys all season, I would love to see him solidify his place as a Chiefs legend and ride off into the sunset with a Super Bowl win. That would be sweet. I have to agree with you. The guys put up, put up with, and put up so much. Yeah. Uh, when I went back and looked last last year, he's got he's got three of the top ten quarterback performances in Chiefs history. The only guy who's who's got more is Trent Green. And Trent Green was working with more. And and look, I like I think given the performance that Alex has put forth this year, I think Alex regardless of what he does in the playoffs, has solidified his status as the best quarterback for the Chiefs since Len Dawson, including Trent Green. Um, because Unfortunately, that might not last more than the next four years. I don't think that'll even last until the next year. I I'm I'm but here again I'm a Mahomer I always have been so. Um, <laughs> oh wow! But, but I mean, you're a Mahomer. I'm a Mahomer. Well, I mean, here's the deal: he keeps exceeding expectations every time he plays, and so I there I I don't know. I haven't talked to hardly anyone. I know one analyst that I know on Twitter who wasn't wildly impressed. That's it. Everyone else that I've talked to has been like, "Huh, that was better than I thought it would be." And I mean, it was just, it was an overall very impressive performance. And I know you guys are, you know, I know you're talking, you know, you, you, you've got Mark Schofield and stuff. So, I mean, I'm, I'm the lesser quarterback guru, but as the lesser quarterback guru, I will just say I was impressed too, because he just, how many times was your tongue hanging out of your mouth? I counted, well, actually the first article I wrote wasn't even a film review. I just taught, I did a top five moments that were like the most, whoa, plays, because, I mean, how do you quantify things like that? Some of the things that he did were just, besides Aaron Rodgers and Russ Wilson, there are just not guys who make plays like that. Um, it, it was genuinely startling. All right, so I said this on the show uh, probably Monday. 
And I think he tweeted out as well. How many new stats did you come up with to grade Mahomes' film? <laughs> None. I'm keeping it consistent, man. All the same things. I he is he may break some of my metrics though. Like plays made. That's a that's a stat that I that I've kept around that's a new one for this season for on plays where um there's a flush, which you know is is quick pressure before anyone can get open. Or on a play where none of the wide receivers get open, if the quarterback makes something happen, which is a very, you know, that's a very subjective term, but it is one of those things you know it when you see it, right? And so I, um, and so I, I made that up this year and I, I think, what did he have, like nine? I mean, I, he, he, and then he also, I think he had more franchise QB throws than Alex has had in any, but maybe one or two games this year. I mean, he, there are a few metrics that I think he's going to really screw with, and especially uh, especially plays made though, because the number of chicken salad plays or chicken you know poo plays that he turned into chicken salad was was genuinely just I mean just unbelievable. That's what I kept saying over and over was just unbelievable. Some of the plays he was making, and so that was really fun to watch. But more fun to me was watching him operate some of the RPOs with efficiency in the second half. He broke down zone coverage a few times. He he did a very good job operating the offense within the structure of the offense when the structure of the offense worked. I was going to say the thing the only concern that I had coming out of that game, I thought all of his physical tools were on display. I think all those plays that he made with his arm I I think were incredible and and everyone should be justifiably excited. But what I saw being there in the stadium, and again, not looking at the coach's film, haven't seen the coach's film at all yet. Um, but from there, being in the stadium, as I watched the Broncos do what they do and move their defense around, shift shells, uh, show some blitz in some areas and pull them back in others, the only thing that I was concerned with is I thought some of especially the early pressure was due to not getting the alignment and the pass block called correctly. Uh, I could see him shaking his head, moving around, a little bit overwhelmed, I think, at times. I think it's settled out. Um, it, but definitely one thing that if I'm Matt Nagy, that's what I'm concentrating on, which, you know, we've grown used to the Alex Smith who who does so much pre-snap that obviously the, the quarterback that comes in behind him isn't going to be the same guy. I and think that's, that's assuming Nagy going to be there next year to make that. Bowl season is here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask pay for payout? Sign up at mybookie.ag today and get paid fast when you win. MyBookie is your hookup for all your betting needs, and you can even deposit using Bitcoin. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on, and if you want to make money betting on the bowl games, you got to go to mybookie.ag. They're the only site I'd recommend. We trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Go check them out for yourself. They have odds on every matchup as well as in-game live betting on all this season's NFL and bowl games. And join right now while bowl games are going on, and MyBookie will match your deposit up to a 50% bonus. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. You know, I, I think... I think I think there's a good chance Nagy will be here. And the only reason I say that is because based on what I'm hearing, at least what I've seen on Twitter and all that stuff now, to be fair, there's going to be a lot of vacancies. I don't know if there will be a position that opens up because some of the more desirable places, I, I don't think he's one of the top five names, you know? And so I think 
you know, if you get offered a head coaching job, say, you know, not Cleveland, because that might actually be appealing at this point. But even if you, if you, well, no, because they're keeping Hugh, aren't they? Yeah, so far. That blows my mind. Anyway, I mean, there aren't a lot of places well, Marvin, where you have the opportunity to build your resume like he can in Kansas City. Um, and so a head coaching gig, Nagy seems like a pretty sharp guy. I think it's. I think, well, they're already meeting with different people than Nagy. Uh, yeah, but they're meeting with Nagy. I mean, Chicago as well. You have a young QB in both those places that I think. Yeah, but Trubisky's, but yeah, but none of them are close to as good as Mahomes. Trubisky's, he's been disappointing. Well, someone, I'm not going to say who, but someone ranked him as like the seventh most impressive QB in the draft. I'm not going to say who it was, but uh, that guy sure knows what he's talking about. I'll okay. tell you what. Anyway, so we got sidetracked on Matt Nagy. Um, you know, maybe I think I'm just being overly optimistic there. My secret hope is that even if Nagy does leave, some of the changes he's instituted and Andy seeing how successful they've been and how well it's worked having someone else call the plays, I think Andy can find another Matt Nagy. I really do. Um, he's produced multiple guys that are good coaches. I don't have I, I've got a lot of faith in Reed to be able to empower someone to call plays effectively within his offense. But anyway, with regards to what you're talking about, Ryan, I saw some of that too. That was one thing because some of the instant pressure, like you said, was on blitzes that weren't getting picked up. Now, sometimes that was um, an overwhelming number situation. And a few times it was by design, like when he, when he hit Sherman in the flat, right? That's by design. You know, no one's going to pick that guy up because it leaves Sherman uncovered for an easy game. Um, but I do think that some of that you would think is a react is a result of the quarterback not properly checking into it. The problem is it's impossible to separate Mahomes from them having the third string center playing, who's normally the protections guy, and 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 everyone else because you know the only guy they had in there, you know, Witzman is technically kind of a he's technically a starter, but I mean, no one really thinks of him as a long term starter at least at this point. I think he's got potential for sure, but you know, he's been on and off this year. Mitch Schwartz was really his guy, and so I, I don't, I can't tell. But the thing for me, what's interesting is you've seen like the difference between him and Alex. Alex wins that situation pre snap when he wins it. Mahomes mm-hmm. wins it post snap because even when guys got there, it just, I mean, the majority of the time it did not matter. And that's what was just bizarre for me because it's just kind of like if he can do what he currently is doing and then have 75% of what Alex does pre snap, he is going to be one of the best two or three quarterbacks in the NFL. It, it was, it was, yeah. I have to say I agree with you, but at the same time, the, the one thing that I, I think I was most shocked about is that I thought he ran when he did grab the ball, especially that one run towards the end zone where I thought maybe he got in. I was really impressed with how well he ran the, the running part of those options. Yeah, he was a little faster than I thought he was, although I do think his first scramble of the game which came after that first sack. It was like a four-yard gain. Um, I've checked the All-22 now. No one was open, but he did have a pocket that he could have hung around in if he wanted to. I think that was a, I don't realize quite how fast NFL defenders are, snap. Because he took off, and you could tell. I mean, you know, the NFL defenders, they're all fast. Every one of them. 
And so I agree, though. He, he moved a little quicker than I expected. He's still not, I don't think, well, I know he's not as fast as Alex for sure. Like, especially, I think he might be about as quick in short range. But definitely after the first couple of yards, Alex is a better athlete, like running wise. But what what I really liked, I saw multiple times um, Mahomes make the correct read against some zone coverages where he found the open guy immediately. He made the correct read on a couple of RPOs when uh, Chris Harris backed off against Demetrius Harris a couple times in a row. Um, he made every read that I saw except I think two. In, in whether it was an RPO or, or what looked to be like a read option, he seemed to make the correct decision. That was really encouraging to me because I think RPOs are going to continue to be a big part of the offense going forward. And it was encouraging to see him generally making the right decisions there. When I said this on Monday, and I think I said this again on Tuesday's show, one of the things that really impressed me wasn't necessarily – uh, the throws, although the throws were very impressive, but it was also the small things that you thought that he was going to have to really work on going into the season. And it looked like he had a lot of, you know, the footwork thing. Yeah, he didn't always step into his throws. Sometimes he couldn't with the way he was trying to throw the ball. But I thought his foot, I thought his footwork looked better. And you know, Brian Baldinger broke down a, a, a play action pass that I thought looked mm-hmm. almost Alex esque. Yeah, uh, with the way he ran it, and that was from under center too, I believe. Um, yeah, it was. Now, I don't think he had any snaps from under center where he just dropped back. If I'm recalling, every pass, every every set under center, there was either a play action or a handoff. So that's still something to keep an eye on. So I mean, no, over overall, um, you know, I've got the article uh, that. Uh, the, the the film review for people to take a look at and it's uh he Mahomes really impressed me in the on my initial viewing kind of with the holy crap plays what I expected to find when I reviewed it was a lot of little mistakes and I found and I'm trying to measure my words carefully here I found fewer little mistakes than I expected and so it's really hard not to get overly hyped on someone because it's like, I mean, he genuinely played better, especially, and then, and then if you start to consider the circumstances, that's when your mind starts to go, ah, you know, because he was by and large playing. It was almost like a preseason game with kind of a hodgepodge of guys. And I, right. I struggle to think of many quarterbacks. Now, to be fair, maybe that plays right into his skill set, right? Because one thing that I can tell you, you know, I track flushes, those instant pressures before anyone can get open. I tracked 16 of them against Denver, which is easily the highest I've tracked all year in a game. Um, and there's been some games where I thought Alex was going to get killed, like the Dallas game. Um, but the, the, the Broncos, they were just bringing the heat all day. They were really going after him. And so I, I'm trying but, really hard not to get overly hyped, but it's with hard what not you just to. said, with what yeah. you just said, one other thing that I really noticed was I agree with you. There's been games where it just looked like Alex was going to get killed, but I never got that sense from Mahomes, and he was under more pressure than Alex generally ever was. I I agree. I think what you're seeing, there are just differences, right? They're different guys. Like Ryan pointed out, Alex is a guy that's going to win pre-snap, I think, more often. Definitely at this point. Um, 
and Mahomes is just a guy who I think can post snap. Um, he scans the field very quickly. That surprised me. Um, and he's just able to find open guys because people talk about the throws, right? But in order for those throws to occur, he had to keep his eyes up and find guys under that kind of duress. And so yeah, overall, he's well in the pocket too. He does. I mean, overall, he he is a post snap quarterback. And so now they're going to have all off season. Ideally, I, I assume is with the way I think things are going to go, they're going to have all off season with him as you know the understood number one guy for him to work on these things. Andy Reid can say to him after this year, you know, in February, after the Chiefs are done celebrating their Super Bowl win, um, he's going to be able to say, here's what I want you to work on this offseason. Here's, you know, a giant stack of, I suppose not DVDs, because now no one uses DVDs. But, you know, here's a bunch of disk drives or whatever it is people use. What do people use? You guys are technologically savvy. iPads. People, here's an, here's an iPad with every... Yeah, here's a here's a here's an iPad with every snap by every defense in the league last year. I want you to study it. There's some notes here. Go. You know what I mean? Like right. he, you can do this. You know, I, I swear I watched other players too. Tano Passanio. <laughs> I watched Tano Passanio. Not the whole game yet. I I'm, I think I'm gonna try to find time to chart his stats because I was only able to watch, of course, his sacks and then a couple of other plays that he had that. You know, basically what I was doing is I was sifting through and finding plays where uh, Lynch scrambled. By, by the way, how much worse is is Lynch than Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> so much worse. <laughs> Which is funny because I still thought Lynch looked better than I expected him to. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, he had a couple. Which, to be fair, I think some of them were just the results of playing the B squad. Uh, I mean, but I mean. Mm-hmm. It was it was just funny. I was like, as the game progressed, because because not Aid Feely, whichever Feely it was that was announcing the game, um, the longer Jay. like, yeah, Jay Feely early on in the game, he was, oh yeah, Lynch is looking great. I'm like, really? Are you are you sure? And, well, okay, let me ask you this: you watched Patrick, you watched Paxton Lynch last year, right before he came out. Yeah. Did you think he would be? what he showed in that game. Um, I thought I didn't think he was terrible. Like I wouldn't have freaked out if the chiefs had taken him based on what he did in college. Um, he just, I thought he looked more, I think I thought he looked better at imp- improvising in college than what I saw against the chiefs. Like against the chiefs, he seemed to do really well until there was pressure and less people missed tackles. You know what I mean? Like, he sure did take advantage of some really poor tackling a couple times. It just didn't look like he's been developed very well. It doesn't. I, I really don't think he has been. And I, I think we really underestimate, you know, what a great thing it is having the people we have in Kansas City. I have to agree with you. It's, it's pretty clear to see. Um, and before we say it's been the whole night on quarterbacks again, um, I think some of the reaction that you saw him, in, particularly in scrambling, is because oh, I think Pasnio took a step forward this yeah. game pretty significantly. Um, again, not against an elite group, but you know the Broncos were still playing a lot of their starters out there. They were, and he um, in the brief snaps I've looked at, he's he's had three pressures, and then obviously one of those pressures was a sack. And then he had one where he absolutely should have been a sack, but there was an unbelievably obvious hold 
that actually spun him around. And this is when he was with he was rushing from the the left side or the right side left tackle. Um, and it was just unbelievably obvious hold that didn't get called, which drove me insane because the hold was literally what kept him from collecting a sack. And I thought, man, that's got to tick him off because you know, one and a half sacks is a nice game, but two and a half—that's like you know, these are these are things that matter at the end of the day. And so I thought he took a step forward too. Um, I think he might be a guy that can contribute a little bit in the playoffs. I wouldn't count on him to be a big time contributor, but I think we might see him flash here and there in pass rush, pass rushing situations. Which is funny you mentioned that because that's just what Ryan and I talked about on last yesterday's episode was the fact that more than likely Zombo starts, especially against the Titans, because you have to be able to stop the run and he's not ready there yet. But he does bring pass rush ability, and I think he will get playing time there uh, as the season goes on or as the playoffs go. Or, well. As he gets more acclimated to the run defense. I I think it's going to be an obvious passing situation. Although I think it's going to be tough for him because, you know, this is what they've been saving Tom before all year, right? Um, to get him out there on third down. And so we'll see. I, I think that leads into a, a good question. Uh, yeah, I, I think I want to see more passing, you know, but um, the amount of money that has been paid to Tom Bahali this season for the amount of production is it is it relative to cost do you, do you guys feel that it's been warranted real quick before he says that if he says anything did you guys see uh Therese paler actually had an article and it sounds like holly right now is leaning towards retiring next year well he he should <laughs> I, I, I think I, he has already hasn't he well you know and i i mean you know tamba is um, he's a ring of honor guy, and I think that should be unbelievably obvious. Um, but I mean, he's a great chief, but he's he's not what he was. He can't stay healthy. His knees are basically done. Um, he's able to contribute on the field for a bit, and so I mean, the cost—it's just not worth. If they had been able to release him this year, I think they would have. But the the cost benefit it just wasn't there because of dead money. So they kept him around, hoping he could help come playoffs. I mean, to be fair, they could have just you know freeing signed James Harrison like they should have. But whatever. You mean claimed Cox. him? Yeah, yeah. They could have claimed. They didn't need to convince him to sign. I swear, we all know where this is heading. This is heading to an AFC Championship game at New England. That the Chiefs are in, you know, they're in it, and it's going to end with a James Harrison sack. This is coming. This is coming stop, like a stop, free stop, stop, stop. No, 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 no. You know what's coming? It, it, James Harrison is going to be rushing Alex Smith in the AFC Championship game, and Eric Fisher is going to plane him on his butt. That's that, what's going to happen. That would be sublime, but I just I you know it's just one of those moments where I feel like Brett Veach has done a really good job considering when he got the position. I feel like he's made some genuinely good, impactful moves, which is tough when you're hired in like July. Yep. And and but I I'm really afraid Reggie that the Ragland? only thing. Yeah. Oh man, Reggie Ragland was a great trade. Irving didn't even look completely pathetic out there. On every snap, which is an improvement. I thought he looked pretty good, honestly. He 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 got beat a few times. He was not the main problem during the game. There was, oh man, with the, that that interior line, that they they struggled. 
Um, it's, yeah, we. But yeah, my biggest my my. This is going to be a focus for the off season. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean they weren't playing. You know, anyone. You know, Fulton was sitting. Their Pro Bowl level right guard was sitting. You know, so that's it's a tough gig. And I do agree, man. I saw a a gif of a the the guard at Notre Dame. I was I was wondering. I was just <laughs> that, wanted to mention that that Jeff Schwartz show, and I was just like, whoa! And so I went and watched a few videos of that guy. That guy's a killer. Yeah. I mean, he's going to go in the top half of the first round, though. I think he will because a guard that good is worth a first round pick. Uh, I saw somebody that said he was a top five pick. It's never going to, no team is going to spend a top five pick on an offensive guard. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Um, but I'm just, but no, I, I, yeah, Irving, I thought did, and again, I haven't really reviewed his snaps. I've had a lot of people ask me about it, but you know, I think we found out why Parker Einger hasn't been starting. Um, he did not have a particularly good game from what I saw. Um, Debbie is a big step down from Fulton and Morse. And you know, no yeah. respect to him, but I mean, you know, the, if you if you if you mess up a snap for one thing, that's bad. And then it just he just wasn't good in pass pro. The run blocking wasn't great. One thing I do want to mention, I know we're running short on time, is that this was the unfortunate the unfortunate result of Patrick Mahomes is that we're ever we're forever going to remember it as the Patrick Mahomes debut and not the Anthony Sherman game. And that, right. That's a shame. Oh, please, please don't encourage Ryan. And it's hey, it's the point of the game. That was so I mean, the guy's a free great. agent. It was great. That was so was football. That was so great to see because he genuinely contributed, and he actually, I'm look, he showed some talent for reading inside zones correctly. Uh huh. <laughs> I was like, he did. I was like, oh, if you were twenty pounds lighter and a lot quicker, bro. Because there was also, like, you know, the one blitz where, where Mahomes got it to him on the left side in the flat. I remember watching mm-hmm. him try to get the sideline. He was stopped short. And I was like, you know, if that had been literally any running back, that would have been a first down. Yeah, I mean, there are times when he looks like a rhinoceros just out there oh. trying to figure out where to go. But, but I, man, but I, bet, I love the way he runs. Oh, I bet hitting him is a miserable experience. <laughs> what well, what you know, one thing that kind of amazed me a little bit was, that was his first career touchdown. He didn't even spike the ball. He gave it to the lineman. How the awesome lineman. was that? He, right. oh, he is everything that is right with the world. He gave it to right. his lineman. This is the, the league needs more fullbacks. He, it, I mean, it was just so cool to see because his first touchdown and he, what he, he does, he gives it to the lineman because I personally think more running backs should do that. That's, that, that, that's definitely – and, of course, a guy who is used to – you know, being the unheralded guy, of course he does it. So anyway, yeah, that was that was that was my overall takeaway from the game. Besides the Mahomes stuff and a few other things, I just it was thrilling to see Sherman get a real role on the offense, and I hope it never has to. I think happen. we all agree with you there, buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think we all agree on that one, folks. And that's it for us today, Seth. Thanks for being with us again. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, wait a second. I want a prediction from Seth for the Titans game. Oh, good Lord. Okay. Um, I think the Chiefs, with where they're at right now, I think the Chiefs win by two touchdowns. I'm not going to argue with you on that one at all. I, all right, I, and I, have, an, uh, I have one good. more question. Yeah. Alex Smith struggles the first three quarters and, and <laughs> has two picks. 
I don't think there's any way Andy Reid pulls Alex Smith from the playoff game, barring like I'm talking meltdown, meltdown. And even then, I don't think it happens. Man, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be wild though? <laughs> uh, folks, remember we have Mark Schofield on tomorrow. Says thanks for being with us again today, and folks, we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review. And reach out to us on Twitter, at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.